Lose the Cape podcast, episode 143. This is my most exciting podcast episode ever. Okay, maybe not for everybody, but for us, it is a super exciting episode. Um, As any of you who have been following us for a while know, or have at least listened to the last couple of episodes because it's all we've been talking about, we finally did it. We launched our third volume of the Lose the Cape books. Lose the Cape ain't nothing but a teen thing. All right, there is a story behind that name, and I will tell it to you in just a minute. But we did, we had such a great time yesterday during launch day. It was a super stressful day. This was truly like, I mean, everything that could have gone wrong from the second I woke up went wrong yesterday. I woke up with a massive headache because I didn't sleep enough the night before because I was so excited about launch day. And it's funny because I've launched a lot of books for a lot of people. But there was something special about this book and the contributors to the book. And so many of them are first-time published authors. They're bloggers, but they've never been published in a book before. And it was a dream of theirs to be published authors. And the excitement behind this project and like the importance of the book, because there's not a lot of good books out there for parents who just want real honest advice on what it's like raising a teen and what you should talk about. And the diversity of the book is incredible. I mean, it's one thing to go out and find a book written by one person that's from their perspective and is usually um, by some type of professional who um, gives you all kinds of information from a professional level and it's all by their Uh, ideology and by their philosophy and by how they would do it and as the experts say right but this book we have over 20 people that come from completely different walks of life completely different parenting um, beliefs and and structures and ideas and everything Um, completely different ways of handling situations completely different views on life and we put it all into one big book organized by in four different sections Um, we talked about things that are practical. We talk about funny stories because there's always got to be funny stories. I mean, raising children, if you're not poking your eyes out with some kind of a sharp object, um, you are probably laughing at something that you or your children have done. And there are so many fun and wonderful moments, even with all the frustration. So, you know, getting to the teenage years is a scary time. So it was super fun to share some funny stories. We talk about, um, you know, what it's like to adjust to this phase and and things that we're afraid of and how we overcame those and, and what we're doing to learn how to adjust our parenting as we have kids who are moving into the teenage years. We talked about very practical stuff like preparing your daughters for their menstrual cycle, which seems so obvious. But the more people I talk to, the more I realize like we're not it's something that we just we're not so good at a lot of these things. And, um, you know, so practical tips and things that you can do to help your kids, stories on how you can keep your family more involved together. And then a whole section from the experts on um, how to keep your child safe online, how to communicate better with your child, how to get on the same level with your kid so that you can have a better relationship and communicate better. So overall, just a really diverse book of um insights and information and also highly entertaining. So today's podcast episode is actually from the live that we did on our Facebook page during launch yesterday. We officially launched the book June 26th at 10 a.m. Eastern time and several of the contributors were able to join us online and we talked about we talked about us and our situations and our lives and the essays that we wrote and and raising teens and laughed and it was just it was a great time. Um, Heather even showed up in her bathrobe, which was a fun treat for everybody who watched it live on Facebook, which you can still find over at Facebook at Lose the Cape. I highly encourage you to go grab a copy of Lose the Cape, Ain't Nothing But a Teen Thing, available now on Amazon in both ebook and print. It is a great book. It's still on sale. Um, And also while you're there, in fact, if you just go to Amazon and, and search Lose the Cape, all three books will come up. They're not quite linking all together yet, which is really kind of annoying to me since they're 
marked as a series. But either way, if you head on over and you search Lose the Cape, you'll see a green cover, a blue cover, and a yellow cover. And they all have the same um, uh, illustrations by Adrian Hedger. And you can download the original book for free for a few days. Uh, the second book is on sale for 99 cents if you get over there quickly enough. And the new book is on sale for $2.99 for launch week. So we're super excited. I can't wait to share this interview with you because I really enjoyed getting to know these women and getting to know their stories and getting to know what life is like for them because we all are so different and so fun. And I just know you're going to really enjoy this interview. All right. So I promised you what the inspiration from this <laughs> book title came from. I'm going to embed a video on the podcast page, losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 143. I'm also going to share it on the Facebook page because this just reminds me of amazing times. But when I think about teens and teenagers and all of that stuff, naturally, I jump back to my own my own life. And when I was thinking about a title for a book for raising and parenting teenagers, I thought back to my days in the 90s in the high schools when I loved me some Warren G and Dr. Dre and a Snoop Dogg. And some of you might recognize this. I hope I can get away with playing a teeny bit without getting in trouble. Okay. All right. Hold on. I'm going to fast forward here so I could get the good part. Nothing but a G thing, baby. So that's where it came from. I, when I was thinking about it, I don't know, it just popped into my head one day. I was like, ain't nothing but a teen thing, baby. And I was like, all right, we have something here. And uh, if you got to watch any of the contributors yesterday, first of all, if you're not following Heather LaRosse, she is a blogger at the blog Tipsy Tiaras. She is hilarious. She's written an amazing book called um, Just Tell Me I'm Pretty, Musings of a Messy Life. And she's one of the contributors to this book. And in um, in this interview, we talk about her book as well and how um, it kind of played into our book. But she is so funny. Yesterday when she went live on her Facebook page to talk about the book launch, she admitted that um, she had wanted to be a rapper and had written some rap songs uh, when she was a teenager. She's about the same age as I am. So I was like, that is so funny. When I was in high school, I had at some point in time thought that I would like to be a rapper too, except for I'm terrible at it. But Heather actually rapped a song that she wrote and it was hilarious, but the girl was pretty good. Um, her rhymes were interesting, like, <laughs> but it was so funny. It was hands down the best part of my day was watching Heather rap. And I'm going to also embed that in our, um, in our post because it was just amazing. I mean, amazing, pure amazing for a 40 some odd year old white lady to bust out some rhymes that she wrote when she was <laughs> like 13. It was just, it was highly entertaining. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's fine. I've been really, really, really getting a kick out of listening to all of our contributors talk about the title and saying, I'm in a book, Lose the Cape, and they all have different accents. The most hilarious one was definitely Janine Lebsack, who's Canadian. And she's like, ain't nothing but a teen thing. And um, she's like, I'm sorry, Grandma. I know you were a complete grammar freak, and I do know my grammar. I was rolling laughing on that. And then Tiffany from... Atlanta, Georgia with her ain't nothing but a teen things. <laughs> it was just fun. And I'm, I'm laughing and realizing I never explained to any of the contributors where the name for this book came from. So, you know, if you if you kind of in the back of your mind, if you're a child, a teen of the 90s, you probably had heard that phrase ain't nothing but a something thing at some point and had heard it and know it and are familiar with it. But any of you who grew up post that time are probably what like what does that even mean so anyway 
not only was it based did that pop into my mind, but I was like, how appropriate to show how out of touch I am with what teenagers of 2018 are saying and doing by coming up with a subtitle that was something that was popular in 1992. So that's the irony and the explanation behind our um, our title. I hope that now you understand that uh, you find it as hilarious as I do. And if not, well, maybe we just don't like the same things. And that's okay. Diversity makes the world go around, right? Okay, I'm so excited to share this interview with y'all. Um, again, Head on either over to the podcast, episode 143, and check that out. You can download it on iTunes, on Stitcher. Obviously, you're listening to it. You download it at some place. <laughs> um, and you can also go to Amazon and order a copy of the book, and we would love it so much. Oh, um, on a side note, if you listen to this close to launch day, today's June 27th, we are running a Facebook event through our Facebook page. So you can reach it through the Facebook page. And originally the event was just going to be for launch day, but I had such an insane day yesterday, which I never even got to tell you guys about. Maybe I'll wrap that up in next week's episode. But uh, things did not go as planned in terms of the launch and all the giveaways that we wanted to do. So uh, we've got some great giveaways, including some really cute, a really cute raglan shirt, um, some mugs that we've made, some um, a, a little um, a bag with our Lose the Cape emblem and all kinds of fun things. So you can also head over to that event and see how you can win um, some some swag from us. All right. Enjoy the interview. So welcome, everybody. I'm really excited and hope that the internet does well with me today because uh, we got off to a foul start this morning. I am Alexa Big Wharf, host of the Lose the Cape podcast and the Lose the Cape blog. And today I am super excited to bring you multiple contributors to our brand new book, Lose the Cape, Ain't Nothing But a Teen Thing. Uh, before we get into it, this is our podcast episode as well. So just a few reminders. Um, if you are, yay, Nancy's joined us too. Um, if you are listening to this, you can go to the Facebook page and see it live. You can go to the show notes page on losethecape.com forward slash podcast. You can get all of the links and information that we talk about there when you're not listening to the podcast. But I am just really excited to bring you, we've been talking about this in our last month worth of episodes, talking about teens and, um, hey, Janine, how come you're not in here talking with us? Uh, one of our contributors has joined us on the Facebook page, but excuse us as we interact with people, hopefully that join us on the Facebook page and ask questions. So it's going to be a little bit of a different podcast format, but I'm super excited to bring you several of our contributors to the book. Today with us, we have Leslie, Heather, Tiffany, and Naris, and I will give them all an opportunity to introduce themselves to you in just a hot second, as well as anybody else who joins us. Um, so just quickly before we get into it, what is Lose the Cape, a nothing but a teen thing? Well, I want to say it was probably about a year and a half ago. So if you've been with the Lose the Cape community for a while, you know that Carrie and I started the book, uh, shoot, 2014 or 2015. It's been a while now with our first book that was meant to be kind of like a guide for new moms as they came into this world and didn't want, came in, came into this world as they brought children into this world. And we didn't want them to feel the mommy wars were like a huge thing at this point in time. And both of us were a little bit uh, concerned about the fact that, you know, motherhood, as we all know who have multiple children or any children actually know that motherhood is hard enough on its own. And it was kind of upsetting us to see all these things happening, like battles between bottle or breast and um, diaper, uh, throwaway diaper, disposable diaper. See, I'm so far out of that stage. I'm forgetting the words disposable diaper or cloth diaper, all these things, all these stupid things that people were we're arguing over and we're like, this is ridiculous. You don't need to be judged by these type of decisions. Being a mom is hard. Let's support each other. Let's encourage each other and let's um, help each other out. So that was book one. 
Then we came back with a bunch of friends and wrote book two, which was Lose the Cape, Never Have, Never Will I Ever, and then in parentheses, and then I had kids. And it's all the stories of things that we um, judged other people on before we had kids, said that we would never do, um, and all those types of things. And then as we actually had our children, we realized maybe we didn't know as much as we thought we did. And then we started thinking about the fact that it had been a few years, our kids are getting older, Carrie's oldest uh, became a teenager, mine, and she has a tween, mine are, my oldest is a tween, my eight-year-old may as well as be 16. Um, and you know, we started talking about the fact that this is such a different phase of parenting, and we'd really like to write a book that addresses that, so um, that phase of life and kind of gives some insight. So that's where we are. Okay, we've also had Echo join us. All right, all contributors and Gretchen, yay. If y'all wanna turn on your videos and your microphones, um, we will share you with the whole community. Yay. Sorry about that. I wasn't hiding them on purpose. It's just that um, the internet uh, causes issues. So we wanted to get kicked off with the bang. We are recording this. So let me just say that if for some reason Facebook shuts down our live presentation, we will upload the full video later. But hey, ladies, it's launch day. Yay. You're all published authors now. Welcome. Welcome. Okay. I'm going to just um, actually, I'm going to change the way this screen looks. So we see everybody all up on here. Yay. Um, I'm going to start in the order that I see you in the screen and just have you briefly introduce yourself. And after you give a brief introduction of who you are, we'll come back and talk about your essay and what you wrote about in the book. So first up is Maris. Hi. 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 <laughs> so, uh, hi, I'm Maris. <laughs> nice to meet you all. Um, I have three kids. I have a 19-year-old who's a combat soldier. Oh, wow. I have a 17-year-old who's just finishing high school. And I have a 10-year-old. So, um... It's spread. <laughs> right in this area. It's spread. It's like I've got two, two teens at the higher level. And then I've got the 10-year-old who thinks she's a teenager and wants to do everything that they do. Uh-huh. So, uh, that's a challenge. Sure. But, uh... I love them. I mean, I love this age. For me, it's um, it's challenging, but it's, um, you know, the fact that you can talk to them like, well, my kids anyway, I feel like I can talk to them like adults and seeing the way they've developed and that kind of stuff is so exciting. And, um, but it's tough. Yeah. There's so many challenges. Uh, kids when they're driving, kids when they're drinking. Yeah. My, my son has a girlfriend. He went through a breakup, uh, leaving home. All those kind of things are just uh, so hard. They do make it challenging in a totally different way. Right. Um, all right. Well, welcome. We're glad to have you with us. Thank you. All right. Hey, Tiffany. Hello. Happy launch day. Thank you. Same to you. <laughs> Tell Thank us a little you. bit about you. Well, um, I have two kids. Uh, my son will be 22 on the 4th of July, which is in a, about a week and a half or so. And then I have a 12-year-old. Um, so I have a huge gap, a 10-year gap between the two of them. Um, and so it's, it's really different because when I had her, it felt like I was a new mom pretty much all over again. A lot of things have changed in 10 years. Um, so it's a lot different raising a tween girl versus a tween boy, at least for me it is. Um, you know, she she puts me, she's my extrovert. So she's my social butterfly. So she pushes all of us to, to really be out there and be seen and be heard kind of thing, which is kind of cool sometimes. No. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll bet that is a big difference. I had all three of mine so close together that I often wonder what it would be like to have them spread out. And I, I don't know. I don't know whether it would be better to ha be like starting over or whether it's better to just go through all the hell all at once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is hard. It's hard starting over. So <laughs> I can imagine. All right. Well, thank you. We're so glad to have you part as part of this book. And I have a funny story to tell you after we've made it through the introductions. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Echo, welcome back. 
How are you today? I'm doing okay. Uh -oh. uh, it's kind of it's it's early here, so it's um, well. Thank you for getting up to be with us. <laughs> I put on a shirt with no stains and eyeliner. That's about all anybody gets from me at this time of morning. <laughs> Hashtag so, winning, <laughs> right? It was hard enough for me to get in the bathroom. I've got three people here that try to get in the bathroom. So, yeah. so you have um, two kids, right? Two boys. I do. Yep. I have a 12-year-old boy um, who will actually be 13 next March. And then I have a six-year-old that will be seven in a month. And she is my six going on 16. Um, I've always said that she, you know, she already slams doors at a 16-year-old level. Um, okay. <laughs> she's very, She's very much already a teenager that it makes me terrified for the actual teen years with her. I can imagine. I'm, I'm still not sure which one of us is going to survive for teen years. I don't think both of us are though. <laughs> well, maybe she'll sweeten up by then. Maybe she'll <laughs> level out. <laughs> Who knows? I hope so. Maybe she's getting it all out now and she'll be like a super great, like, mommy best friend teenager but I'm probably not that lucky <laughs> <laughs> who knows I'll probably be in a book in another five years talking about how not to kill your teenage daughter <laughs> <laughs> that's the next book in this series <laughs> teen thing part two how not to go to jail when you're parenting a teenager <laughs> how not to kill your teenager how to survive <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that's funny all right well we're glad to have you and your story about your son in the book is absolutely hilarious so <laughs> I'm I'm so proud to be um, a contributor in this book and I love everybody else that's in this book and the stories are just amazing um, and happy launch day I'm so excited that it's finally here <laughs> me too <laughs> me too trust me all right, Leslie, my favorite redhead. Don't tell my sisters I said that. I have two redheaded sisters. Oh, can you hear me? <laughs> Hello. Yes, how are you? Hey. hey, I'm great. Happy launch day, everybody. It's yeah. fun to see everybody's faces. Yes, it is, after all the internet communication. Yeah, all the typing. Hey, well, I'm Leslie Blanchard, and um, I have five children. And um, I don't know who to look at. If they're still, they're still, <laughs> I don't know where to focus. Um, I have five children, and uh, our our oldest is uh, thirty, and then our youngest is seventeen. And I have them spread out. Uh, interesting. Everybody was talking about the gaps. Emily and Molly are thirty and twenty eight, and then we have a seven year gap. And um, me and my same husband. It sounds like I. It sounds like a second marriage. We have a seven year gap, and then we had three more. Um, Gracie and James and Tommy, and they are 23, 19, and 17. So I'm at the end of the teen years. And I can tell you, it doesn't get any easier. I hate to tell Echo that. Um, <laughs> I'm here to kill everyone's dreams. I'm the dream killer. I'm here to kill everyone's dreams. You know, I, you're, the re you're the reality bringer. I'm the re I, 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 told, uh, I, I told Alex our next book needs to be something about... Um, how you're still raising them in their twenties because you are. <laughs> well, the book, the book should be how not to find yourself in a situation where they're still <laughs> in your nest in their twenties. Oh my gosh. That's funny. Well, your, um, your post, I mean, we laughed so hard reading that post. And I think partly it was because your essay, because um, I could just see, my mom doing something like that too, where she just heard my iPad blinging and decided she had to participate because, well, actually I could see myself doing it because I do it to my husband all the time. I'll grab his phone and look at something and I'll start reacting to posts on his account. Well, what was funny was um, Jimmy, when we were younger, I was married for um, 33 years. My husband was just recently killed in an accident, but he when we were kids was so reserved and so boundaried. And um, he was just so cute the way he changed through the years as we raised our children, you know, with five kids. And um, 
he was the one laying in bed every time it dinged was like, who's that on her Instagram account. <laughs> and uh, we just uh, pretty much laid in bed all weekend and lived vicariously through our daughter. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's an NBA dance uh, cheerleader for the Oklahoma city thunder. And so she has a, suffice it to say pretty active social life. Yes. So we just had a great time. She's cute. And she wears all kind of cute outfits that we of course finance. And uh, we just had a great time. She, what had happened was she downloaded her, um, her Instagram account onto my iPad because her phone wasn't charged. And um, so that night before we went to bed, all of a sudden we started getting all these likes and I was like, wow, who's liking me so much? I'm popular. And I realized it's not me, it's her, of course. And um, so, yeah, we just had a great, great weekend spying on her. It's just fun. <laughs> so uh, does she know that that's the essay that you put in the book? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, <laughs> I asked her the other day, I, uh, I said, who do you think is more famous, me or you? now because i'm she you know she's she's an nba palm girl like i said and um she goes you know um you on facebook and me on instagram and i was really flattered that she acknowledged me at all i mean i just i, I was like wow okay i'll take that answer and a couple of my friends were sitting there and they were like wow she's acknowledging you you know as an author so that's pretty great um she does not she knows that that was the post and she does not mind me. I wrote a post about her um, that went viral on Huffington Post and was published in well, I, like 14 languages and it was called uh, My Worst Nightmare, What If I Raised a, a Bully? And it just went insane. And she was a little um, hesitant about it because it was about her when she was in fourth grade and how I handled what I perceived to be her possibly being a bully. Uh -huh. I was like, Gracie, you were 10. Um, she's been remarkably generous about me writing about her, um, but she's got a lot of self-esteem. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine that is, um, I, I can imagine that's tricky. I'm getting to the point now where I am a little bit nervous about that just because they're getting to the age where they could read the stuff that I write about them and those right. things. So yeah, it's a, it's a tricky, uh, uh, when we get to Heather next, it'll be a good question for her too, because she has sons that she writes, she just wrote a memoir about. Right. So it's a great question for Heather. <laughs> um, but we'll come back to you, Leslie. Hey, Heather, tell us about you. Uh, I'm Heather. Bathrobe? I am. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I love I, this woman so much. <laughs> I'm in a different time zone, and I always forget that when you do these Zoom things, we're going to be on camera. <laughs> so this is my my fancy bathrobe, though, as opposed <laughs> to my non-fancy one. <laughs> um, yeah, I also don't have my makeup on, and this is my bed head. So <laughs> not well, sure how many people will see. Pretty, so hopefully <laughs> oh, <still> not many. <laughs> So I'm a mom to two boys of my own, 10 and 15. Oh, oops. I made a mistake. Sorry, Heather. I just muted you on accident. <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need more sleep and more coffee before I try and do this stuff. I'm sorry. I muted you right after you said you have two boys, 10 and 15. <laughs> yeah. And then a stepson who is almost 14. So um, I'm and my husband and then a, a boy dog. So I'm awash in male testosterone in my house and I am the uh, consummate girly girl. So it really, I'm looking around going universe, how do I, how do I not have a little girl? So I addressed that in the chapter I wrote, uh, which is called Vaseline. And um, it's just a heads up if you have boys and why you might need to stock up on things like Vaseline and all of the food and more food and then how to really unsuccessfully answer questions about girls because you become the, uh, what is it, the leading expert on why girls do what they do and think how they think, which I'm so not. Uh, yeah, and I think that pretty much sums me up. Well, I, I, um, I think everything you do is pretty much hilarious, but your book, um, it's not just hilarious, which I think is what really surprised me when I really got into reading it is that how, how um, emotional you get about it too. So how do you handle um, 
Well, you know what? Let me, let me, I'll come back to you. Think about that. I'm going to introduce Gretchen and then we'll come back and talk about handling writing about our kids. Cause I think that's an important thing for a lot of us mom writers who write about our children is doing that well. So, um, Hey Gretchen, how are you? Good guys. Uh, you know, it's one of those days wake up, uh, extremely excited and sad and all that stuff. And I realized I went outside to sit and, uh, I live by the trains, and I'm sure that was really loud for you guys. <laughs> I heard you and Heather while she was talking, so. <laughs> and I was like, oops. Um, but, you know, I, I jumped out of bed this morning, super excited, because uh, this is a dream come true for me. So, you know. Aww. Well, so. You've, had, you've had a rough time, so we're glad to have you here with us today, and thank you for being a part of this, and very sorry for what you've experienced recently. And I won't say anything more. You're welcome to share if you want to, but I know that she's suffered a significant loss in her family. So thank you for being here with us today. I know it's been a rough road and we're happy to, we're happy to be your little online tribe while you're needing people. <laughs> it's been, uh, it's, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm, I'm grateful for my tribes. That's for sure. Um, yeah. but yeah, uh, the loss of my brother this past week, um, has been, uh, a trial. It's been hard because um, that's what my main focus is as a mom of all boys um, is to figure out how to help the males in my life not go down the same path that my brothers have gone down. So uh, that's where I am right now. So. That's a big challenge. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being here with us this today, especially. I know that it's, it's hard it's hard to talk at all after you've gone through a loss like that. And then it's also hard to be live and on camera while you're trying to deal with something like this. And um, we've experienced a lot of loss through this group. So uh, we love you. There are no right words. I know. I'm sorry. But join in as much as you want. I don't want to push you to speak right now. So if you feel like talking, please, please hop in. Otherwise... Thank you. And if you want to talk at all about um, about your boys or tell us about your essay, what you wrote about, we can start backwards this time. Yeah. If you're That's okay, talk. we could go back no, the other way if, if you need a moment. No, I'm all right. I, I'm, I'm okay. I can talk about it. I can talk about my boys and what I wrote about too. So it's, it's okay. So um, I think... Uh, the essay I wrote was my survival skills, my whole goal on teaching my boys uh, life skills uh, so that when they leave me someday, <laughs> they'll know how to take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. um, I have four uh, and I have a fifth who's my heart son, who is my other brother's child. So I have five boys in this house and one bathroom. So <laughs> that should give you <laughs> an idea of what my life is like. And, uh, my oldest is 15 and going on 30, and uh, I have a 12 and a half year old, a nine year old, and a four year old. So I'm I'm experiencing every stage of boy life right oh now. Um, so it's a it's a challenge and it's fun, but um and it's exhausting and emotional and everything else in between. And I was never blessed with a girl either, so. You know, there was God saying, hey, this is you. You can handle it. So um, that's how it went. And uh, but my whole idea of parenting is just to let them be kids as long as possible. And then also throw in those little skills every once in a while. Like they're in charge of doing their own laundry because I'm not touching those socks after they turn 10. <laughs> so, you know, um, and so that's what I, I was hitting at. You know, we're just surviving as mothers. We're just doing, winging it. We're just doing it. You know, we're just seeing trial and error, you know, parenting. That's really what it is at the end of the day. We're not, um, gurus. Absolutely. <laughs> Every day learn something new. So your boys wear socks. <laughs> um, sometimes the same pair for several days. Yeah. <laughs> we have that problem. Oh my so, gosh, my son's feet. I think he could be a bio-warfare bio weapon himself. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. 
Definitely. Well, what I think is funny about your story, Gretchen, is that you only look about 15 yourself. So the fact that you have a 15 year old and four down from there, but um, my husband, (laughs) my husband is actually the third of four boys and they grew up in a two bedroom house with one bathroom. Could be a bio, bio warfare. Uh (laughs) Must have the page up. It's happening in the background. Well, what I think is funny about your story. <laughs> Did we freeze? Okay, everybody's still there. Um, yeah, so my, my husband is uh, the third of four boys. I'm the third of four girls, which is crazy. But he grew up in all four of them in one bedroom, and they're 10 years apart. So um, imagine that, <laughs> too. That's about the same scenario. I don't know how many bedrooms you guys have, but it's crazy. So my, my mother-in-law could probably swap some good stories with you. I don't know. I just hate it. Person. I don't know how sometimes I'm making it. I walk through the house and I'm like, oh, I have to live <laughs> here, you yeah. know, so. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. So we will actually, since Neris has been sitting there so patiently, we will go back and then move <laughs> our way forward again. All right. So um, tell us a little bit about what you wrote about. So I wrote, I think, less of a story and more of a kind of a tip blog because um, what I heard, what I felt and what a lot of parents of teens around me were feeling was that they were kind of doing battle with their teens. Like they saw the behavior that was coming out, you know, the the teens going into their room, slamming the doors, the moods, the not wanting to go out with their parents. And And I saw a lot of people around me like going to war with them. And it was mainly because they didn't understand what the teens were going through. And I was already on my second teenager by then. And I'd been to a couple of parenting counseling courses where I'd learned some of the psychology behind becoming a teenager and tips and tools of how to, how to empathize and I saw the need for people to to get that too. And I just really, so I put that in the essay in bite-sized pieces that people can hopefully just click on and, and really try to understand what their kid's going through and how hard it is for their kid. And I think once parents can tap into their empathy and maybe remember what it was like for them and listen to their kids without um, constantly lecturing or nagging or giving commands um, that actually quite a lot of that behavior maybe doesn't disappear but uh, becomes a lot more manageable and so that, that that was my essay. Well it was great I think that this was one of the things that I really loved about the book was that um, it's it's a combination of such different styles of writing and some of them are more advice. Um, Tiffany's, we'll talk about hers in a second. It was, it's all about preparing girls um, for, you know, things that come their way and how to, how to teach them. And I thought I, um, and then there are others that are straight up essays, some that are just funny, some that are, you know, so I thought it was such a great combination of styles and, um, and stories. So I, I love the fact that there were some tips in there because I think for some people who are just, you know, approaching this age and stage, they're going to be like, I never even thought about some of those things. And then there's Leslie's that's just hilarious about how not to embarrass your child <laughs> or how to, if you, if you feel that need to. Um, so yeah, I thought it, I thought it was a great essay. Um, Tiffany, let's talk about yours for a second. <clears throat> So I loved your essay and I have to tell you a funny story. When I was um, putting the book together and putting together information on our contributors, I was Googling everybody to find more content on people, things that were going on, all those types of things. And, um, and, and you write about divorce and helping your kids through divorce. And so I find this post and, um, and I guess it's saved in my saved articles or something because like a week later, my husband was acting really strange and I'm like, what is going on? Why are you being such a weirdo? And he's like, do I need to worry about the fact that you've been reading posts about how to support your children through a divorce? <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? It took me a minute to put the pieces together and I was like, oh, Tiffany's post. <laughs> 
But I loved your essay because my mom didn't prepare me at all for starting my period. Like I came to her the day that it happened and I told her and she's like, well, do you have what you need? And I'm like, how the bleep in hell am I supposed to know what I need? This is brand new. So I love your post because it's just, it's one of those things you don't really think about until you're like, oh my gosh, there's so many things we really need to teach our girls about before they go through this life altering change. Exactly. And I'm probably right there with you, which is kind of what sparked it because I pretty much just placed myself in my daughter's position because like you, I remember being that age and honestly, just like I said in the essay, it was me being on the school playground and yes, we still played on the playground back then. (laughs) Um, And literally like realizing that this was happening. And so I go home, I'm excited because I don't really know what's happening anyway, but, (laughs) and my mom just had like this, she was very like nonchalant about it. Like, okay, well, here you go. Here's a pad. There you go. It just sent me off. And I'm like, okay, what do you do with this? I don't really know. Is this my only choice? Like, is there, you can make other products? I didn't know any of that. So um, there's this quote that I, I always like to remember. And it, ta- it says, um, be who you needed when you were younger. Oh, yeah. And that one really keeps me grounded, you know, having conversations with my daughter because I just remember being that age and not having, you know, I, my mom is great. That She's wonderful. She's just not your warm and fuzzy kind of mom that hugs you and all this kind of stuff. She doesn't really do that. So I'm always reminded to, to be that person that I wanted or needed when I was that age. Mm-hmm. And so that's really what sparked the essay because like you said, there's so many things that we don't even think about, you know, you think about girls getting their period and it's like, oh yeah, okay. But there's like an emotional side to it, you know, and then there are the, the small daily things, like seriously walking into Target or Walmart, whichever, strolling down the pad aisle. <laughs> I mean, we literally have, I think we made about four different little pouches for her with just pads and wipes and everything in it. So she's got one in her backpack at school, in her locker at school. Yeah. And, you know, she last week she was at camp. She went to a sleepaway camp, and I'm helping her get her bag ready. And so I slipped one of the pouches in. She's like, Mom, really? <laughs> I don't let you never know. It could happen while you're at sleepaway camp. You don't know. So we slipped that in. And so that that's really drove the essay because I know that I'm not the only one who didn't have a mom who really, you know, gave her the ins and outs of this whole menstrual cycle. Cause it honestly took me a while at that age to realize that period and menstrual cycle, those are the same. They mean the same thing. Like I didn't even know that. So, you know, it's, it's a lot that, that goes in it. And so I wanted to make sure that not only my daughter, but other girls, that, you know, they're prepared for this, um, this kind of thing and to feel good about talking about it. Yeah, no, I I thought it was a great essay and, um, you know, with an eight year old, yeah, with an eight year old girl, um, and these days with them starting even earlier and earlier, I'm prepared that it could happen within the next couple years, even though I would like it to be a lot longer away from that. But it's a, it's a hard, it's funny. It seems like you would think, I mean, I'm 41 years old. I've been doing this cycle for a long time. You'd think it would be something that's so easy and natural, but it's, it's not, it's not. So I kind of, I can understand in a way why my mom was just like, okay, do you have what you need? No. All right. Let's go to the store, get you your stuff. And then we're gone. And you know, Never had another conversation about it again. In fact, <clears throat> the next time we had any kind of conversation about that was when I was visiting my dad in Arizona. And um, he was, uh, Heather raises a good point to talk to your boys about it too, so that they understand what's going on and don't, you know, t- traumatize the little girls. But um, next time we talked about it was when we went out to um, my dad's house in Arizona to visit him. He was stationed out there and he had, he lived in a trailer at the time. He was building a house out of Fort Huachuca, if anyone's ever had the pleasure of visiting that wonderful little location of Arizona. And um, 
I was flushing tampons and, and clogged up his entire system. <laughs> and my older sisters are like, don't you know you're not supposed to do that? And I'm like, how would I know? Nobody ever talks to me about these things. No, I didn't know it. But now the whole world knows what's happening with me. Thank you. <laughs> so, exactly. So I'm going to try a little bit better not to put my daughter purposefully into situations that could be really mortifying to her like that. But... Oh, so switching gears to the other end of the spectrum, Heather's all boys, all about boys. I mean, she wrote a post about teenage boys and titled it Vaseline. So <laughs> you can let your mind wander on that one. Um, but I want to come back to the question that I asked you before. And that's like, um, you know, you've, you've recently published a memoir, which I'll give you a plug right here. She's written a wonderful book, Just Tell Me I'm Pretty, and it's on sale for 99 cents today, um, Musings of a Messy Life, and it's a fabulous book. You should grab it off of Amazon while it's only 99 cents, but you talk a lot of details about your boys and raising them, and how do you, how, how do you handle that with them? How do they handle it? What's that all about? Uh, well, my older son um, doesn't like to read, so I don't really worry. In fact, he doesn't know that I wrote the Vaseline uh, story. We won't tell. <laughs> he, he hates reading so much. I'm, that's how confident I am that, you know, he'll be at least 40 before he probably uh, sees it. But um, yeah, I've, I've talked with um, both my boys about the stuff that I've written about, and he knows my older son has ADHD, so he knows that I've written a lot about that, and I've read the stuff to him. He's not really impressed um, with <laughs> my writing or my sense of humor, um, but my younger son, this was an interesting story. I have a, a letter to him in my book, and it's, it's, hello, little son, I've missed you, and it's not missing him like when somebody goes away, it means I, I missed you. I don't see you all the time because I'm so focused on getting Aiden to do what he needs to do when he needs to do it. And, um, and Gavin, my younger son is just so easy, you know, and he's, he's fine to just kind of fall into the background and do what he needs to do. And so often he does get overlooked. And so it was a, a chapter about how great I think he is and all of the wonderful things I think he brings to the world and his family. And when the book came out, I got my preview copy and I said, you know, he said, well, did you write about me? And I said, actually, I wrote a, a whole chapter about you. And Aww. so he sat and read it. And I still, I, I can't exactly explain what happened. I think the emotions just were so overwhelming and, and his little body couldn't handle it. And I looked over and he was sobbing. I mean, big crocodile tears. And he didn't have a shirt on at the time. His chest was just drenched in tears. And, you know, he had that ugly cry face. And I looked at him and I'm thinking, what happened? This was, this was a wonderful chapter. It talked about how great you were. And, and he, he couldn't put it into words, um, you know, but I, it really hit me because it was like, I, I don't think he hears this stuff enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, that was probably the most poignant thing from, you know, writing about my boys and then having them uh, share in it. But most of it is, uh, you know, a lot of humorous stuff. They, they give me lots, lots to write about. There's never, <laughs> there's never a lack of, of things to discuss. But um, yeah, I wasn't prepared for having boys. I really, really thought I was going to have a girl both times. Um, and then I, you know, have a second marriage, a blended family, and I got a stepson. So there's obviously lessons for me to learn. <laughs> the universe is giving me lots of boys in my life. Um, <laughs> you know, but I'm at the stage now where I, I wouldn't want it any other way. I have a really great relationship with, you know, both my boys and my older son is, um, you know, he's still got the ADHD, but I feel like, you know, it's more manageable now and he's got a great sense of humor and um, we're super open. And in fact, I gave him um, this last Christmas a big, big bottle, the supersized bottle or jar of Vaseline in his stocking and <laughs> just kind of looked at me and laughed and kept going. <laughs> oh, the relationship between mothers and their sons. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've only got a few more years probably till a girl comes in and kind of, you know, takes over. So yeah, I was going to say you, um, you um, can just count on granddaughters, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like my, my in-laws tell us, you know, they raised four boys, but then they got four daughters later on and then all their granddaughters. So you'll get your girls eventually. Just hope that they're good girls. Yeah. 
So, okay. Well, we've been chatting for quite a while here. Um, I just want to open the floor if anybody wants to say anything in particular, if you have something that you want people to know about your essay or about being the parent of a teen or anything, now's your chance. Um, just hop on in there if you've got anything you want to say. And I'll give everybody the opportunity also to make sure that people know where to, um, where to follow you because that's an important thing. We want people to follow you. Well, I'll comment on writing about your kids real quick. Sure. Since, since I have five and there are all these different genders and ages, I'll comment on that. Um, yesterday, my son's new girlfriend came over and I um, invited him into the bedroom. I hollered for him to come in because I hadn't seen her in a while. And um, I said, Chandler, come back to my room and say hi. And my son followed her in. This is the 19-year-old. And um, he said, oh, she's going to brag. Because I was laying on the floor with my all my devices, and um, I said, "Why do you think I'm going to brag?" And he goes, "Oh, there's a book or something tomorrow coming coming out. I know you're going to tell her about it." And I was, I was like, all ready to tell her all about it. And I was just like, "Oh," and um, so uh, she goes, "Oh, you're a blogger, or you write, or whatever." And I said, "Yeah." And he he goes, "I haven't ever read any of her stuff." And I go, "You've never read any of my stuff?" I mean, it's just so humbling. And, um, so I, so I guess I was just going to say that, you know, if you have boys, um, unless spark notes starts putting your stuff together, you know, like running your stuff. Um, and then that's like, then you're big time, I guess. Um, they're not going to read your stuff, but both of my boys, um, are AP, you know, they take AP classes in high school and have 4.0s and they don't even read, uh, Tommy was supposed to read Catcher in the Rye and all these classics. And all I could find around the house were the spark notes. And so um, that kid is not reading his mother's blog. I mean, I can tell you, and neither is James. Neither one of them are reading my stuff. So I can write about them to my heart's content. Um, and my two, I know I talked about Gracie, my middle daughter. She's reading my blog, sharing my blog, and told me to enhance and embellish if I think it'll, you know, be better for the content. <laughs> so she doesn't care. She loves it. That's Gracie's all about the... She is all about the flair. <laughs> she is all about it. But, you know, she gets down there and dances on an NBA court in um, right. practically a bikini. Um, so um, she, she, you know, she likes it. But um, Emily and Molly, our two oldest, are both attorneys and they have contacted me on several occasions um and said delete 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 <laughs> that blog and i mean literally they've been like mommy you you gotta delete that post like i you gotta delete that post. like their attorney and they're like we are they're conservative cease and, and desist right now <laughs> you stop. but the the one they wanted me to delete to delete the fastest was one that i wrote about myself about when i got a hickey um i woke up on a <laughs> I woke up on a Sunday morning and Jimmy said, what, what is that on your neck? And I was like, what? And he goes, we were getting ready for church. And I, he goes on your neck, on your neck. And I was like, I don't know what's on my neck. What's on my neck. And I ran over and looked in the mirror and yeah, I mean, there was a hickey on my neck. I was like, Oh my God. So I like pulled all my hair and like, I wore my hair to church like this. You know? <laughs> Keeping it real. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I thought this is a, this, you know, I mean, actually the, in the morning I wasn't going to write about it, but you know, by that night, the hickey faded a little bit and there was some cover girl on it. And I was like, yeah, I'll post about that. And so I wrote about it and, um, Oh my God, the two older daughters, the attorneys both, um, delete, 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 delete. And I was like, you know what? I spent the first 30 years of my life, I gave up my career. I was a stay-at-home mom. Speaking of the, uh, the mommy wars you were talking about, I, can, I think I could write a whole book about the 80s because that was the beginning of the mommy wars. And I'm so excited that my daughters, I'm kind of deviating topics, but I am excited that my daughters are getting to raise their children in a world where there's so much acceptance. Half of their friends stay home and the other half of their friends are doctors and lawyers and accountants and they work and it's just, it's fabulous, you know, that, and they all accept each other's choices. And I'm so excited that women are finally getting around to supporting one another. But um, no. anyway, yeah. <laughs> we I, still got some work to do. We, on we that do. Front, I mean, we do, but, but we're getting there. You but know, it's the better. Yes. But it's better, but it's better. So anyway, that's my, um, that's my little dissertation on uh, 
on writing about your kids, but even writing about yourself. But I told him I spent, you know, 30 years raising you guys and I'm launching a career for myself now and I'm writing, I'm writing about what I want to write and y'all can unfriend me or whatever. <laughs> Stop following me. Stop following <laughs> Yeah, when they were little, I was like, stop following me. Now I'm like, stop following me. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, you know, it's funny. I wanted to address something that you said earlier. One of the things that I wrote about in the book was how mad I got at my sister-in-law when she told me uh, that it doesn't get easier. And when she told me this, I had like a two, four and seven year old who were just on me all the time. And like, you know, every day was like, which one of them's going to drown in the pool or run in front of a car or eat a Tide Pod and die or, you know, not on purpose. And, and, you know, the constant, like, like when you have little kids and they're just all over the place and into stuff, the type of worries that you have and them not sleeping and all this stuff. And she's sitting out there drinking her little frou-frou drink by the pool and her kids are off doing their own thing. And, and I'm like, I can't wait to get to your stage. And she's like, this is no easier. And I wanted to punch her. And <laughs> it was mm -hmm. just like, you've got to be kidding me. I have not had five moments to myself since 2007. <laughs> and right. you're, you're telling me it never gets easier. But the reality is the worries just change. So, I just wrote about that, Alexa, in, yeah. in the next book, exactly what you just said. Yeah. Well, it, and it gets easier it, because like you're not tired from not having slept in seven years. And well, at this stage, because my kids aren't leaving the house at night, give me about three more years and it'll be like on constant alert because one of them probably snuck out, you know? Right. <laughs> right. I, I, I feel like I have to keep my cell phone on in the middle of the night because they drive where I, you know, when they were babies, I could have probably turned the nursery monitor off. They, you know, right. but I, I can't turn the cell phone off, right. but, um, you know, it, it, it gets easier because it, because it changes and we crave change. Right. And so you just go to it onto a different challenge. I mean, I'm not really a dream killer. I mean, you know, it just, it, it, <laughs> It just gets, it gets easier because it changes. You get, you go on just something else. Right. Something different. So true. All right, Tiffany. Um, oh, first, Leslie, where can people find you? Um, a gingersnap.com. That's a ginger snapped, not a gender snapped. No. <laughs> That'd be a whole different blog. Be careful with that. Don't put that in your search engine. <laughs> a, a ginger snapped and that's snapped ed snapped in the past tense a ginger snapped awesome okay you. and you can find her hilarious uh essay in our new book lose the cape ain't nothing but a teen thing all right tiffany you're up last oh. <laughs> so i on the web i'm known as unrehearsed because you know with all of this raising kids and everything you, there's no way you can rehearse this no way and get it right so I'm unrehearsed tiff um, my blog is at theunrehearsed.com and any social media unrehearsed tiff you can find me there awesome thank you so much Heather uh, you can find me at tipsy tiaras that is wearing your tiara with a tipsy um, <laughs> That's my blog. And then um, I have the same name for Instagram and uh, Facebook. And then I'm under my name, Heather LaRosse, on Twitter, which I just have to tell you, if all the, I've hated Twitter. I'm not going to take much time, but I've hated Twitter. I've avoided it. I don't like it. And I was researching about, you know, how to grow my author platform and how to promote my book. And everything kept going Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. And you guys, Twitter is a gold mine. Yeah, it like, is. If you follow the right people and the people that list themselves as authors and writers, they're so kind, they're willing to help you. I've grown, I've gone from 2,200 followers on Twitter to almost 3,100 in two weeks. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So work the Twitter. <laughs> and and yeah. that's not, I could probably be twice that if I spent more time. This is me going on for maybe five minutes a day, following yeah. people, retweeting, liking. So I just had to put that yeah. out there. It's so true. Twitter's Twitter's a great place for writers. And, you know, people keep trying to say that Twitter is dead and Twitter's dying. But I think one thing we can all agree upon is that Donald Trump has brought the Twitter back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we might not agree on anything else with that man, but he has livened it up. <laughs> so it's true. You know, Twitter is a great place for 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 writers and authors and for readers. 
There are so many writers and authors on Twitter. You should get out there and start um, following people and finding stuff because it's a lot of stuff out there. All right, Gretchen, how you doing, girl? Okay, yeah. Um, So uh, my page and my blog have been kind of dusty for the last... uh, um year i'm gonna Four say boys 15 and under we excuse you <laughs> uh, um you can find me on facebook on uh at how my brain works i started that uh four years ago when my four-year-old was one um and everyone said you should write about being a mom because you're like the mom guru and i'm like no i'm not but okay why not and uh and i started a blog from there and uh which is uh how my brain works too. And, um, then I started, uh, my Instagram is where I really post most of my, my writing and my regular Facebook. So a lot of people follow me there that were fans of mine, I guess, fans, if you want to call them that on how my brain works, they, they friend requested me and I just accepted and was like, this is easier for me anyway. So I am at GGK way at on Instagram. And that's where I spent a lot of my time. Um, but, uh, you know, it has been a rough year for me. So, well, we appreciate you participating in this book, lose the Cape ain't nothing but a teen thing where we're providing tips, tools, resources, funny stories, advice. We've got expert advice in there to help you as you approach this teen tween phase. And um, I'm so grateful to all our contributors. It turned into a fabulous collection of books. It's available today on Amazon um, at a low entry price. And our first two books, Lose the Cape, uh, Realities from Busy Modern Moms and Strategies to Survive is actually free on Kindle today and tomorrow. And the second book, Lose the Cape, Never Will I Ever, and Then I Had Kids is 99 cents today. So go check those out, get them all. Don't forget about Heather's book, Just Tell Me I'm Pretty, Musings on a Messy Life. Great, great insight into the into mom's mind raising um, two boys, one with ADHD, and just great stuff all around. Thanks, ladies, for being here with me today, and um, thank you, everybody who has listened to this and paid attention, and especially if you've gone to get the book, please leave us reviews. Reviews are so, so, so important to writers, and, um, you know, go lose your capes.